0: Prepare yourself for some cross-continental mixed metaphors and juvenile innuendo as we attempt to talk about a bunch of toys. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 67, for the week of Wednesday, the 5th of June, 2013. I'm Eli, and with me tonight are... Scott. And John. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the DC Collectibles Cover Girls Death Statue, and our discussion topic is listener questions. welcome fellas how's everybody going what about you scott
1: yeah i'm good eli how are you i am well thank you good and young john is here as well young well, I don't think i'm the youngest here am do, i do, do
0: you want us to call you old john
1: well oh, that everybody
2: else does i don't know
0: why. old mate I, yeah sure. old mate's the thing we say in australia
1: i think eli's the youngest here but i'm yeah, the oldest so, so that's all right it makes me feel better yeah Yeah, my day's better already (laughs) i'm good i've been busy but i had a week at home this week as opposed to being away which was great and um got lots of work done and got collection stuff done this weekend and i've been listening i'm having a bit of podcast fatigue of listening to other podcasts um and just decided to listen to an audiobook for a while while I'm driving and so I've been listening to World War Z or Z if you're putting it and um it's very good but I cannot imagine how it's going to be a movie
0: yeah i've noticed the um the bus billboards already for that
1: yeah it it's i it, i can't it, it can't be a film they must be taking it and doing something different with it because it's, well, they're
0: putting Brad Pitt in it, so there you go. Yeah. You can do what they want. Um,
2: well, what, what I heard is it's like all his experiences, the author that wrote that book, mm-hmm. the quote-unquote author. It's supposed to be his experiences before he wrote it.
1: Mm. Okay. I mean, it is, a, it is it's a fascinating book because it actually isn't really a zombie story. It's really a political story. And you yeah, so it's quite a good read or listen but it's told from lots of different points of view and so it's going to have to be dramatically different to be a film so we, we shall see um but yeah that's me hmm. what
0: about you john what have you been
1: up to
2: um i hit a piece of metal in the road this week and punctured my gas tank on the way to work uh, yeah yeah and they haven't been able, that was Thursday, and they have not been able to find, well, they found one, but it isn't here yet, so they haven't been able to get it fixed. Oh, bummer. So we're down a car right now. So you've been get a, to work? Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Be careful. D- don't, don't accept rides from strangers, John. That's not safe.
2: Well, Look. no, I, there's, this is actually kind of weird, because I work about 47 miles away. Um, from where I live, and there's actually quite a few of us that live over here, so I was able to get a ride and not have to worry about it. But.
1: Didn't you have some mishap with your car on the way to work a while ago? Yeah, I had a tire
2: blowout. <laughs> I think we talked about that on, yes. on here.
1: <laughs> Man, I think the solution yeah. is don't go to work anymore.
2: If I didn't have to and... I didn't need the insurance. I probably
1: wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eli? Any any mishaps in your life recently? <laughs>
0: no, not as such. Um, today was um, reasonably nice day in Sydney. Weather was okay, and I thought, hmm, it's time to give the lawn its pre-winter mow. Mm. It's great now that the weather's good and cooler and I don't have to mow it every five minutes. Mm. Um, and I was listening to last week's episode whilst doing that. Wow. And guess what I did after I finished the episode?
1: Oh, can we, can we put this on there or is it? Yeah. Okay.
0: I went to um, Target and picked up a couple
1: of blind bag minifigures. <laughs> yeah. <And jerks>. Cool. <laughs> I actually bought a blind box um toy today which I am going to open on air oh. I know but you'll have to wait till the feeding the addiction section to find out what it is <laughs> unless you're on Facebook then you've already seen what oh. it is because I put it there so yeah I
2: was gonna say I know what it is
1: <laughs> well d- spoilers hello uh,
0: before we get on to news there was um talking about wait, podcasts.
2: Wait. what? You, you know just because it comes in a brown plain wrapper to your mailbox does not mean it's blind packaged.
1: Oh, damn it.
2: <laughs> and and those aren't the kind of toys we want you talking about.
1: ouch. Okay, fine. Go on, Eli. <laughs> uh, I was just going
0: to say, before we get on to the news, some other news of not toy-specific but podcast-specific, and I don't know if you guys saw this during the week, but um, there has been a patent troll... Um, causing some problems in podcasting land, Um, who is trying basically to... They've made a business of um, trying to sue people on patents for uh, a podcast technology that... um, I don't know all the details, um, but what I do know is it's basically a company that tried to develop some audio software and wasn't very good at it, but um, instead turned their company into a company that just sues people. (laughs) It's the patent troll label. Um, So there's been a lot of action from the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and raising some money to be able to take action against that. And they managed to get the money they were looking for to get together to um, deal with the immediate action that needed to be done there. And I think it was actually a big chunk of cash came in from Bitcoin community. Um, but that's uh, – I won't talk about Bitcoins. That'll take another half hour to talk about. Anyway, um we like podcasts, so if yeah. you are interested yeah. in finding out more about what this issue is, go to the Electronic Frontier Foundation website, which is EFF.org, and find out about it, and donate some money to help them fight the good fight so that you can listen to people like us jabber on Yeah. week in, week out.
2: Yeah. I don't even see how that would even... I just don't get that. They should, that should just be thrown out. Yeah,
0: it should, but patent law is something that is is an issue. It actually gets in the way of creativity because everybody's fearful. I mean, look what happens with Apple and Samsung. Mm. They're arguing about stuff that nobody really gives a shit about. It's like, well, so Apple made one thing and Samsung made one thing. The argument might be that Samsung stole the idea from Apple, but... Shouldn't you be happy that they're building a, upon an idea and making something that is better or worse? You know, and the market will decide whether or not it is better or worse. Hmm. You know, it's, it's 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 a little bit of a silly silly battle that lots of money is being thrown around on. Yeah.
1: And you know, stranger things have happened, so hmm. worth worth pointing out. Hmm. Good on you, Eli.
0: Alrighty, you ready, guys? So ready. Let's get started with some articulated news.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh no, it's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action coming up. Take that, Green Goblin. Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap. Thwack! Time to get out of here. Catch you later, Doc Ock. Brand new Spider-Man action figures. Out now.
0: Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just some stories that relate to things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. I'm actually going to start off this week, just because I was in control of the script and I can do these control. things. It's
1: all about Control.
0: Yeah, you said I was in charge.
1: You in charge, absolutely. I said, Eli,
0: you're hosting. Take mm-hmm. control of this shit. And I, I said, okay.
2: Yep. He, he said exactly that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I did. Pretty much. Word yeah. for word.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it how we intro this is before we get to our main features. This is the main piece. This is This is the, this is it. the show.
1: That's the right. news. The news. It's all about the news. It's all about the responsible journalism that we bring every week, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 that's right.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So, first bit of news is um, our friends Maddie uh, trying to, you know, stay in Red Card Land and
1: friends. Friends. Let's use that term loosely. Okay. Our not friends. Loose friends. Hello. <laughs> oh. mm. Um. <clears throat> They
0: have decided to extend the 2004 subscription ordering window, which might sound like a good thing. But what it means is they're opening the subscription window before uh, the San Diego Comic Con, where they actually uh, will reveal the first four or five figures of the um, subscriptions. Ooh. So they're opening it so that you can subscribe Totally sight unseen rather than 60 or 70% sight unseen. Um, I imagine this is probably to do with trying to avoid a system meltdown or something like that. I'm not really sure if they're really seeing this as a chance to en- engage their loyal fans who have been asking for
1: this. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, they've said they're trying to get an idea of numbers earlier so that they can. Yeah, Because w- we know that they do a plan um, a long way in advance, and so I guess to, they're, they're saying that they need final numbers by the middle of August in order to get the January figures set at the right level, which, mm. you know, is I'm sure true.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder how those numbers are going to go.
1: How does every other company
2: do it? And
0: usually usually show them something, don't you? Yeah.
2: And and, uh, I mean, it's not like they haven't been, if they were doing this brand new, I maybe understand that, but it's not like they can't make a prediction without.
1: (coughs) It said in their press release, it says that when, when you sign up on the 17th of June, you'll get all the subscription details, except the names of the club exclusive figure and first quarter figures for each club. So what what other details are there? Does it mean we're gonna know other figures or pictures? I, I don't know what that means.
0: They'll tell you the names, but they won't tell you, won't show you anything. I have no idea. You will get Green Lantern. <laughs> you will get Flash.
2: Mm. Yeah. And you will not get Aquaman.
1: Nope. Mm.
2: Not no way, no how.
1: No way.
0: Anyway, um, in some other news, um, prompted a little bit by San Diego again, Four Horsemen giving an update. So they, um, they've usually got um, a lot of stuff on show at San Diego. Always looking forward to that. A little bit sick of seeing the same things um, previewed as prototypes. I want to be able to start buying some stuff. Um, outer of Spacemen, I haven't bought any, but I really like them. Uh, the look of the, the later stuff that I'm seeing pictures of. So I'm kind of glad that I haven't started buying them because I would be buying a lot of them. Uh, but they've given some updates on uh, some uh, San Diego exclusives, alpha phase versions of Wave 6 and 7. I'm not really sure what alpha phase mean. I guess it's possibly translucent. <laughs> hmm. Um but they will have some photos of those coming soon. Power Lords, uh, they're hoping to have at least one of those ready to sell at San Diego. They're hoping to have more than one available, but they're, they're fighting to a deadline there by the sounds of it. Um, and the Gothatropolis Raven Kickstarter that's been talked about um, after you guys um, were doing the Kickstarter Fundraise, crowdfunding uh, episode, I was onto the internet going, well, where the hell is this? And it's it wasn't on Kickstarter and it's still not on Kickstarter. They're still planning the Kickstarter itself and getting some feedback from the Kickstarter guys huh. about how to better plan and streamline their, um, their offer, which is a good thing um, that Kickstarter doesn't let people put total dud ideas or, or not thought out things up while, but some stuff has crept through. Mm -hmm. But they probably are not going to have it uh, until July, so it's about a month away. That's all right. Yeah, I can wait.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm spending money on other stuff, but um,
1: I'm
0: keen, keen to see it.
1: I I kind of, um, not that I I had a lot of interest in Power Lords, but... Uh, it's kind of been it's old news, you know, like I feel like I don't know
0: yes, this is this is what I meant about the Four Horsemen yeah. stuff, and they've been showing stuff for a long time, and it's all great, it's like let me buy it, hopefully this Kickstarter thing does something where they where they can actually you know get the right numbers for the the figures they make, and they'll just maybe they'll do it that way, who knows. Hmm. I think the international shipping is probably going to be a killer because it already is from the, their store. It might be something we have to crowdsource away to get multiples of things. Okay. In other news, uh, the Bandai Monster Arts Kiryu. God bless you, figure. Yeah. It's another um, of the the Godzilla type line, Kaiju. Um, I, I'm i just getting more and more tempted to get into something like this, not collect, you know, mm-hmm. like I couldn't collect this line because it's like $70, $80 a pop. but I just love the look of these. And I was watching an episode of um, Will Wheaton's Tabletop channel. I don't know if you guys have seen that on YouTube. It's the the board game um, review a show that he does on YouTube on Geek and Sundry Felicia Day uh, thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, they were yeah. reviewing a game called King of Tokyo, which we've got. And it's a lot of fun. It's got all these sort of kaiju characters, you know, these, you know, distinct from Godzilla characters, um, as the characters. It's a really fun game, and uh, and uh, I just suddenly got excited, and then I saw this in the news, and thought, oh, I think I actually want this or something. Godzilla, just to have one. I remember when we were in at Christmas when we caught up um, in town and Ben grabbed uh, one of these, one from this line at um, Hobby Co. Yeah. I could ac- accidentally spend some money on this stuff.
1: Yeah, it is very tempting because, in particularly like with the other, there's King Kong stuff coming and you know, it's very oh. tempting. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I really think you could combine that stuff with your next news item and really have a cool display.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Um so NECA's um there's carded images of the Pacific Rim, seven inch figures. So we've seen some I I've tried to avoid looking at anything to do with this film. I I don't like to watch previews of things I actually intend on watching too much. Mm-hmm. Um, these figures look fantastic for uh, these pictures. And there is a Kaiju uh, called knife hit. Um, it looks, and that's
2: the first of the Kaiju I've really seen, uh, you know, in any kind of form outside of a brief glimpse in the, the trailers, the trailers.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, it, it's hard to see much of the detail, but from what we can see, it looks like there is quite a lot of detail.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: looks like there's a bit of articulation there. Um, hard to say how much.
1: I can't wait for this movie. I know that we. I say that every time we talk about it, but I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I am too.
1: I, I'm trying not to watch trailers or see much of anything, so I just want to go and enjoy it. Yeah. You know?
0: mm. Me too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, some more NECA uh, Rambo survival figure, seven-inch line, and I'm not going to be shy in saying I think this looks like a turd.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, it seems That's a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. It, it seems like it's flesh-colored plastic yeah which i just really really don't like i think it makes something and i don't know
0: the oil cloth that he's wearing just looks (laughs) like why like couldn't you give it a little bit more of a matte texture or just just no
2: well you know what's weird is if you look at it in the one where it's all out of the package just the the like studio shot it looks a lot better
1: Mm. If I saw yeah. this without knowing what it was, I would never guess that it was a Neca figure. It doesn't actually look up to their same quality.
2: Well, except for the the poncho, it, it doesn't look that bad to me.
0: I don't like the head sculpt on it. I think the accessories are great, but, yeah, I'm just, just not liking the likeness at all. I, I think it's it almost looks like a dodgy Mattel three-and-three-quarter Figure likeness.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, that's that's just mean. I wouldn't. That's
0: pretty damning, isn't
2: it? I wouldn't call it that. if uh,
1: Then, um, like I, I wouldn't. I also wouldn't immediately look at that and go, "Oh, that's sliced alone." Well,
2: but he didn't look. I mean, that's he didn't look like sliced alone in the movie. Not in the first one. And this is really from the first one, right? Hmm. I think so. His looks kind of changed a bit as he got uh, fatter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's really young there, so I could see it looking a little different.
3: Oh.
2: I would like to think if he was younger, he'd look a
0: little better. Yeah. I had hair like hey. that. Really? I wanted hair like that. I couldn't afford hair like that.
1: Actually, you know what, John? You're right. I'm just looking at some Google Image Rambo 1 pics, and it actually is a fairly decent Rambo 1 likeness, so I take that back. Did, did you say I was right? Yes, John.
3: Huh.
1: I'm shocked. Oh, please.
0: Do you think anybody's been crying out for the... Um...
1: Approval? Yes, John. <laughs> the no, it's the uh,
0: the cloth, whatever it is. No, <laughs> god no. I,
1: I really want Rambo in a sack. <laughs> That's what I say oh to myself god. when I go to sleep every night. I say, in a sack, not the sack, you moron.
0: <laughs> okay, should we move on to something else, Necker? <laughs> you should.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah we should um, and speaking of shocking they have announced their SDCC exclusive for Kick-Ass 2 and the exclusive is in the packaging so um, you can buy the three characters which are Kickass, Hit-Girl and Motherfucker <laughs> that's so, why you wanted to do this piece yeah it? it was it really was it's like um,
1: the second time this month you've uttered that phrase on this show John well, I'm not done yet, so. Okay, yeah. go
3: for it. Go for
2: it. <laughs> um, if you're familiar with how they did uh, the Hellboy two figures at Toys R Us, they actually just said HB on them. So when you see these at retail, they will say uh, KA two, and uh, you know they will just say KA four, you know, instead of Kickass on the package. So and if you if, actually want,
0: uh, motherfucker.
2: Yeah, and if oh, you I really, took that
0: from you, didn't I? Oh, that's
2: okay. Yeah. If you really want your your carded figure to say motherfucker, you got to go get the exclusive one, which is going to be seventy five dollars for the three of them. And and they look pretty good. I mean, they're what these are what you would expect, I think, from NECA. Um, I'm actually surprised when I saw
0: the kickass figure. Um, looking at the articulation, I know it's still sort of it's not the actual product, but. Um, and I don't know what the first round of figures actually... I think they were a bit more staction-y from memory. They were, yeah. But these yeah. look like they could potentially be very, very good fun to pose and play with these ones. The Hit goal right. one, not so much, but kick-ass.
2: And, and how would you pose your motherfucker?
0: Pose your motherfucker?
2: <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many times I can say this before Scott gets uncomfortable,
1: so... <laughs> <laughs> As many as you want, mate.
0: He's got a cloth cape, that motherfucker, so I could pose him how I motherfucking like.
2: Mm -hmm. And a a really leathery outfit. Is that a corset? It looks looks like a corset, doesn't it?
1: And here I was wondering if we still really needed the explicit tag. Well, there you go.
2: (laughs) Well, you never know when there's going to be a motherfucker toy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like a once in a motherfucking lifetime chess? We're going to get letters. I can see it already.
1: Yeah. Just can get letters. Lots of letters. I'll forward them on to you. I appreciate it.
2: Okay. So I should probably move on. Mm-hmm. Well, going back retro, uh, Zika Toys, Z-I-C-A, has announced... Uh, inch six million dollar figure six million dollar man figures (laughs) six million million figures figures.
1: that's a lot of millions per inch first wave six million figures (laughs) (laughs)
2: um the first two are going to be steve austin in his red jumpsuit which only has one pocket which i don't understand but um and also the bigfoot remember bigfoot if you're a a fan of the vintage line of 6 million dollar man figures they uh they had bigfoot out there and he's got the little electronic thing but this one's just a plain figure looks kind of like a big chewbacca and the steve austin kind of looks like a adventure people figure so they're very retro in design mm-hmm. i'm kind of wondering if these are based on they did some uh little like vehicles for the 6 million dollar man line that had figures sitting on them and one of them was Steve Austin, and one of them was Bigfoot. And I'm kind of wondering if these figures are based on on those that came with those little motorcycle figures, or motorcycles.
1: Mm. Is Lee Major still
2: alive? Yes, I believe he is. He was a guest star on a couple of things not all that long ago.
1: Oh, yeah. He's still around. Carry on. He's 74. He's 74. Yeah.
2: So, um... I wish they had a price on these, because... Yeah, that's going to be the real defining thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I like retro, $20 but...
0: $25 for that figure?
2: I, I wouldn't, maybe for the pair, mm. you know? But hopefully they wouldn't even be that much. I mean, um, looks like they have knees, which is kind of unusual for a retro figure, but uh, okay. like I said, I, I almost wonder if these are based on the motorcycle figures, and that's maybe why they did that.
0: You're a, an opener, aren't you, John? Yes, I am. And I was just thinking back to um, Ben's review of the regular show figures from last episode, and thinking, you know, that toy maybe it looks it's just better to keep in packaging rather than. Yeah, I reckon. Um, but it, sorry, John. No, go ahead. I was just going to say maybe this one, and assuming this image is. Probably going to be close to what the you know is on the packaging if it's on a blister card. I wonder if it'd just look nice to be left in the
2: packaging. You know, that'd be something I'd really hope that maybe they would tray, so that you could open a box and take them out and put them back in and you know display them that way.
3: You can hope. You can mm-hmm.
2: hope, but they'll probably put them on blister cards because they're vintage style. Right.
1: I've yeah. never heard of Zika toys before. I haven't either. I think Ooh.
0: I've heard of them. I just can't place them.
2: We'll have to get Arnold in the research department on that.
1: I'll, I've just asked him if he could go and have a look, so... Okay.
2: Oh, back well, Anyway, moving on. We always got to have some pop vinyl news. And this week Funko um, showed us some Watchmen figure pop vinyl. And they have Dr. Manhattan and Rorschach. Rorschach. Rorschach.
3: Rorschach.
2: You know, the guy with the white head and the black moving dots on his face.
1: Never heard of him. Uh They
2: look pretty good. I I'm don't know if I'd want, you know, Dr. Manhattan on my desk at work. Why not? It's kind of just a blue dude. okay. And these are based on the movie, so if... You know, the designs may be a little, little different. Um, Mm -hmm. Dr. Manhattan's got the blue dot on his head and he's got trunks on. So, you know, he's not naked in case you're wondering.
1: Damn it. Mm.
2: And then they also showed uh, some new line called mini blocks and they have a Mickey and a Donald Duck. And these I'm not so sure about they look like almost like woodcut type figures to me <laughs>
0: mm. I, they, I just, what are they good for I, Very yeah.
1: absolutely ledge. nothing Say it again, yeah, sorry you know I,
2: I probably to Disney fans they may apply or may uh may appeal, but i I would rather get a pop vinyl figure I mean it's gonna depend you know kind of on cost and. You know, I that'd be an impulse buy, maybe thing for somebody, but it won't be me.
0: Hey, we've just had Arnold in the um, in the research department uh, looking up that Nika stuff. Zika.
2: Zika.
3: Yeah.
2: And what did yeah. what did Arnold say, or what did Arnold find?
0: Well, he he reminded us that they put out a uh, I think it was a nine inch um, uh, Buck Rogers thing a couple of years ago.
1: Uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I also just gave you a link that you really should click on right now. Um, because they also. This is is
0: Radio in the Making.
1: Yep, this is Radio in the Making. I'll I'll put it in the Enhanced Podcast because it's really worth it. They've also produced Yvonne, otherwise known as Humanoid 8.0, a, uh, advanced. More like
2: a 36 double D.
1: Well, this is a female buck, um, that comes with. Three three cup sizes, shall we say?
0: They describe it as um two additional chest pieces. Whoa.
1: <laughs> well, she's got a hell of a chest piece. Mm-hmm. So what?
0: Well, I uh, hope she she's two. She's got she's got three sets of hands as well.
3: <laughs> Can
2: you put all that on on the figure at the same time? And yeah. No, no. <laughs> This is just going downhill fast. Just, today, isn't this is
3: far out!
1: <laughs> I couldn't leave that one. That's just so good. You know, Sorry, I'm
2: talking. To, I'm talking about something about Funko and pop vinyl That's and right. Disney, and you bring this up.
0: You just have to ruin it for everybody, Yvonne. Sorry. All right,
2: carry on. I'll just. I'll well, move let's it. move back to something a little, a little more friendly for everybody. Oh
1: and yes, the, thank you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And, uh, that's Lego has announced they are making an Ewok village.
1: Yay!
2: And that's the appropriate response. It's got, uh, it actually reminds me of the vintage playset because it's got four trees, but three of them are kind of connected together. Um, little huts on them. If it's in Return of the Jedi, it looks like it's in this box because there's. Oh, one five Ewoks, a couple of Troopers, looks like four Troopers, Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, R2, 3PO, and some Rebel Commandos. So there is a ton of minifigures in this, but it comes with a huge, huge price tag of $249. There's 1,990 pieces in this set. Mm. And you know, flipping through the pictures, it's got the net, it's got the fire, it's got drums, it's got a catapult, it's got three pieces. It's even um, got a
0: chair. He's throne chair thing.
2: It's got little mushrooms in the base, you know, for detail. I mean, it looks like there's a ton of detail in the little little houses. Probably, you know, uh, it's got a spider web, which I don't understand because I don't remember there being giant spiders on. Endor.
1: Ewokian spiders? Maybe in
2: one of the movies, the Ewok movies. I don't know. But it's even got a hidden tree in one of the, or a hidden compartment in one of the uh, trees that holds lightsabers, which, you know, was from that famous deleted scene. (laughs) (laughs) But it it really, I mean, they've got all the the foliage and everything there that, you know, it, it just looks fantastic. I mean, if you're looking for a centerpiece for a Star Wars Lego collection, this is this is probably a, a good start, especially if you're a Jedi fan.
0: Yeah, a bunch of minifigures. I can imagine there'll be people buying these and splitting them and selling all the minifigures separately to pay for the cost.
2: Mm. Jerks. You know, <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I, this is a disturbing trend in Lego because we've got this one at 249 and then the last time we had talked about uh, the Orthanc Tower um, you know, for Lord of the Rings and it was a $200 set. So, Mm.
0: um, yeah, it's hard to say whether you're still getting your value, you know, the, the bigger, the bigger the set, you know, are you getting more value? You probably are. You're still paying a lot of licensing fee on top of that.
2: Yeah. It's a nice looking set. I, I mean, it's, it, you can see there's definitely a ton of money put into it and you get a, just a huge number of pieces. So, Mm. I mean, I,
0: have we seen that uh, Leia um, Ewok Village version before?
2: I don't know. This, she's got the double-sided head, too, so she's got kind of a the
0: happy, happy face, face and a sad, yeah. And a sad face. Yeah, they've done that with Luke as well.
3: Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: Oh, and speaking of Lego, just to update everybody, um, Mr. Gold, there have been 593 found in the world.
0: Mm, we didn't find two of them today.
1: Yeah, first. Did three you find
0: one? You found, no, we didn't find one. There's but three found was, in... My daughter screamed because neither of them was a girl. Uh-oh. She's a little bit emotional. We think she might be coming down or something. Uh-uh.
3: 25
2: in Australia, three in Indiana.
0: Three. <laughs> yeah, Australia's better than Indiana or something. Yeah.
2: And one in Brazil. Wow. And one in Kazakhstan.
3: Oh. Wow. We'll
0: keep you updated with the figures next week.
1: We sure will. Mr. Gold updates. <laughs>
2: I knew you were wondering.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got some news. Um, first of all, just a tease from Kota Bukia. They're going hammer and tongs with their new 52 DC one-tenth stale scale, scale Statues.
2: They're going what? Hammer one and steel.
1: One tenth steel. They're going hammer and tongs.
0: You're familiar with that uh, that <laughs> phrase, John?
1: No. Nope. That's a new one for me. Is that a is that an Australian phrase? Could be. I don't know. I've been here so long. I don't even know what is and isn't. It just means, oh, it is Australian slang. There you go. It means just going hard at something and putting all the effort in, into it from black, blacksmith days. Hammer and yeah, tongs. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Get stuck into it. Get stuck into it. Anyway. Oh, tongs. Hammer and tongs. <laughs> Hammer and what tongs. What did you think he said, Joe?
2: I'm just teasing him. He just, I'd like to see if he picks up on these things.
1: <laughs> anyway. What I was trying to say was, Kotobukiya is rather enthusiastically producing these statues, and they have teased that the next one is going to be Shazam. Um, but we just we've just seen the chest emblem at this stage. No word yet on whether or not we'll have the hood. I'm sure it will. Um, maybe the. Will
2: hood... it be three inches above his head? And
1: oh yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to match the Mattel floating hood effect. That was pretty special. I think the floating hood effect is actually a San Diego exclusive, so probably not. Yeah. Um, so, do you care about this, Scott? No. I, look, I'm. When I was up in Toowoomba, Toowoomba last week and visited Kaboom Comics, I saw some of these in person for the first time, um, out of the package. I've seen some in the package, and they they really do look quite good. Um, I'll, I'll be getting the Aquaman, obviously. Um and we'll probably end up with a flash one in our house for my eldest, but that's it um but I, you know they look great together, but i'm I'm consolidating at the moment. I'm not expanding, so <clears throat> there you go, and also that I mean they are the new fifty two designs, and that's not really my thing, but you know they're obviously doing well because they're still making them beyond just the the core, which is good um Hot toys made some big announcements this week, the first two were robocop announcements um they announced their six scale yeah six scale robocop um which is a a new release after the um the 2006 release um so it is a is this the same one or it's got a sound effect
2: well, but, and it also says diecast, so I doubt it.
1: Oh, it's diecast, is it? Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's what the, the
2: picture says. Yeah. Show prep oh, here. I'm sorry. Yeah. If, I, if you had your tabs open ahead of time,
1: mm-hmm. no, I know. If I, if I, if only I was like you, John. Basically, is what you're saying. Um, and it's got three mouth options as well, which you know, is very important. <laughs> well, you
2: know, that kind of bothers me because that means that when you take his head off, I'm assuming that means that he doesn't have the face under the. The, you know, the rest of the, the head.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like the um they did this for the Michael Keaton Batman as well, where he had a number of different facial expressions, but really it was just different mouths.
2: Right, but, yeah. but RoboCop actually takes that part of his helmet off in part of the movie, where well, you can see his full face.
1: Well, Michael Keaton takes the cowl off in part of the movie as well, and you see his full face too, where well, they didn't do a full Michael Keaton head. They just did the mouth. Okay. okay. He also
0: has I, spare hands.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the one with the, um, the spike on Yeah,
1: you're obsessed with spare hands tonight, aren't you? Um, I'm just trying
0: to oh, simmer you two down. and I can I can tell there's going to be some cross continental fists through the um, <laughs>
1: through the microphone. Um, and oh, he, he has a, a chest. Don't make me turn my camera on. <laughs> <laughs> a swappable chest as well for battle, battle damage. It's not for a different cup size. It's for battle damage and um, a helmet as well. And, and a, a battle damage helmet as well. So that's um, very exciting for people that want a diecast rubber cop. But then the big hot choice rubber cop news. Was they have also announced a 1.6 scale ED two hundred nine, and uh, this looks like it will probably not fit in your house. It's huge, yeah, so it's pretty, yeah. pretty good
0: as a prototype.
1: Pretty big, yeah. Pretty big. I guy. wish
2: they had showed the picture of that with the RoboGut figure just uh,
1: yeah, side by side. And have they actually said how tall it's going to be yet? Yeah? they said it's one-sixth. Yeah. So, anyway.
0: So so what would that stand about? 18 inches or something?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd probably be about right. Because the ED-209 wasn't real tall. I mean, it was massive, but not overly tall.
0: It fit in a room, didn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's disappointing. I was He's expecting it to take up an entire house.
2: No. Well, I mean, you can even see in the one picture, they show him standing in front of a couch.
1: Okay, fair enough. So that's the Hot Toys Robocop news. And then, finally, more Man of Steel stuff from DC Collectibles. And this is the Man of Steel Zod vs. Superman one-twelfth scale statue. Um, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I think everything that i have seen from merchandise from this movie looks like ass
2: yeah i totally agree everything oh, i saw something yesterday that you would have been all over what was it i saw the 31 inch action figure of superman they had a big display at the at the walmart mm-hmm. you know it is the five the, the five, amazing, part, all the five different things that they've
0: made. The, I think I've seen one of those as well. And my son and I were in, the, came out in Target today, seeing all the different types of man toys, and not one of them looks good. No, and not, I seriously it, have not seen one of them. All these different cheap pieces of shit they're making, but all the
1: horrible. All the statues as well, I've seen. All the high end stuff, none of it. Looks good to me either. Like, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to the movie. I've liked everything I've seen about the movie. I'm in no danger of collecting any toys from it, because it all looks bad.
2: They actually have a uh, Walmart exclusive where uh, he's got like an Iron Man type laid up feature in his chest. Hmm. Which I don't know if that's in the movie, but...
1: Well, we're in no danger right. of ever getting that, since we don't have Walmart. So well,
2: I might are. send you one.
1: Oh, yay. I'll exchange it for a Bane.
2: No, you're just being mean.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's, that's that.
2: Hmm.
1: And John, I- have you
0: spotted something else today?
2: Yeah, I uh, actually saw last night while I was at Walmart. When I wasn't looking at Superman, they had a big big end cap type display actually it was like a freestanding floor display for monsters university and they had a bunch of X stuff on it which is the little preschool line was it three to six year old um but they had like a a little display set up and it looks like they've got the the monsters inc headquarters and then the university buildings pretty neat little figures i I, compared to the regular X stuff this stuff looks neat um I, i was impressed
0: We saw a bunch of the Monsters University things today.
2: Um, You know, you could play with the little stuff and see what made noise.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, good Monsters University things uh, in the store at the moment. Um, They've done a good job, different scales, um, fluffy stuff, plastic stuff. It's all good.
2: Yeah. I'm happy with it. I, I like. I said. I imagine X. I normally wouldn't pay attention to it, but this stuff looked pretty good for that particular movie and that line. I I like it.
3: Mm.
1: Yep. I'm looking forward to that film too.
2: I'm not looking forward to that one as much as Despicable Me too.
1: Oh no! <laughs> Certainly not. All right. I think, I think we've done the news.
2: We
0: have done the news. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. my name is what? My name is My name is
1: name my name is what? My name is what? My name is what? my name is what? Excuse me. My name is Can I have the attention my name of the class is for one second?
0: Now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game Name That. Our good friend John aka Engineer Nerd from tvandfilmtoys.com presents us with an action figure sound and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you John.
2: Well, thank you very much Eli, I appreciate it. And last week we heard something that I normally don't uh, a sound bank I normally don't go to, so Mr. Editor, please insert the sound here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Easter Bunny so gentlemen
1: what <laughs> I need to look at my bunny sounds obviously because I was pretty clear that was a chicken
2: <laughs> have you not seen the Cadbury egg commercials where, with the
1: well the Easter thank Bunny you. is not really a big thing here at all so oh, oh man
2: seriously <laughs> I'll have to send you something later Okay, I'll have to try and locate a commercial Does and send it, it to you. it chocolate? Yeah, it's Cadbury eggs.
1: Do, 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 am I going to get chocolate?
2: No, because I—it's an egg. I can't send it to Australia.
3: <laughs> 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 uh,
2: See, I do pay attention. It's just you know,
3: <laughs>
2: don't always react right away. You've never had a Cadbury Easter egg?
1: Yeah. Where they're like
2: this, with the like looks like an egg on the inside.
1: Yeah, we've got Cadbury eggs here. Um, cause, but we're just I'm saying you don't have a you, you don't have a TV commercial forum
2: with the animal all the different animals making chicken sounds not as far
1: as I know
0: yeah I know oh, commercial TV sorry
1: oh my god you, you, you do <laughs> yes, know sir. that you do know that um Cadbury's not American don't you
2: yes I'm aware of that okay good just checking I'm aware of that okay you know I'm talking to you guys I'm aware there's stuff outside of the US <laughs>
1: That show you do with those British guys. Exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: so you don't have to just in the house around the corner. Because the Canadians weren't available, so I had to, like, go down a run.
1: <laughs> hey, we were doing name that, weren't we? Yeah,
2: okay. Mr. Editor, could you play the sound one more time just so we know
3: it? <laughs> right here right here you ready to crunch somebody's bones i knew that you were how's it going Benza? you little punk hey wait just a minute
2: gentlemen i gotta ask you got any guesses for this week's out
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was a cadbury egg commercial
2: no it was not a cadbury egg commercial Damn it! famous voice on this one
1: is it tom hanks Wait, 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 don't, it, wait, hold on. Is it Tom Hanks really? No. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Um I uh, got nothing.
2: What's not anymore.
1: This? No.
2: <laughs> no. Roger. That tight. was a...
1: No.
3: That Rodney was Dager a uh,
2: Rudd. That that was uh Malin Stone Bright. Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that was a WWF commercial from 1997 for the King of the Iron Rungs playset. So I went wrestling because there's a lot of wrestling collectors out there. So
0: Uh, so did anybody get it this week, John?
2: uh, As of recording, no. So because there's a lag between when we record and when the episode actually comes out, Um, we can only hope.
1: We can only hope by the time you hear this thousands of people will have guessed it stone cold steve austin never
2: never do a slim jim
1: oh that's not
2: him <laughs> anyway um so we'll we'll put another sound in for this week because you know obviously this one just went swimmingly well uh, <laughs> we'll insert that sound right here is my name
3: bold
1: adventure, is my game Think of what you'd want to be, then call on me. I want to drive a Jeep. And one more time. Is my
3: name, bold Adventure. Is my
1: game. Think of what you'd want to be, then call on me.
3: I want to drive a Jeep.
2: And as always, you know, if you think you have a guess, please come over and guess because, you know, we'll mention you on the show if you get it right before we record. And also, you know, you get one of those coveted forum points, and it's just fun. And then you get the brag that you got it right, you know, which and is if always
1: fun. you get it wrong, we'll make fun of you, which is also fun.
2: You only got a small bar, window of opportunity to get it right there.
1: Just That's true. point that out. Yeah. yeah.
0: You got like five minutes, I think, from when we published the
2: podcast. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, people go right to the name that, and they, they try and guess it right away.
0: Yeah, we should just move name that to the start of the podcast.
2: I'd actually be okay if the podcast was just name that and the outtakes.
1: But <laughs> I'm sure you would be, yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, Anyway, after, after this little diversion, we're going to have Toy of the Week up next robocop part man part robot all cop the ultimate in law enforcement robocop and the ultra police the only cops with rapid repeat cap firing
3: he's unstoppable
2: battling the worst criminals headhunter and nitro <laughs> the ultra police protected by robo armor bring robocop even more firepower in the fight for justice nothing can stop robocop robocop and the ultra police each sold separately with RoboCaps.
0: Now it's time for this week's Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. This week, Scott has Toy of the Week. Over to
1: you, mate. Why, thank you, Eli. Um, I am doing a DC statue this week, and it is, in fact, a DC Collectibles Vertigo Cover Girls Death statue. So this is the first and so far only in the Vertigo Cover Girls line, which is meant to go along with the DC Cover Girls line. Um, and I, I just as we talk, when we get to acquisitions, I'll mention I got a pile of loot from Big Bad Toy Store this week, and this was one of these statues that was in it. And I decided after I looked at it that I really liked it, and so I thought that I would share it with you all, because we've talked about. The new um, CoverGirls statues, these are no longer designed by Adam Hughes. Um, they're still mostly being sculpted by Jack Matthews, who did the Adam Hughes statues, but um, they're uh, not being designed by... They're not based on a particular artist anymore. They're just new characters. A lot of them have been New 52 versions of characters, and we've complained bitterly about that and also just the... Kind of not quality the statues, but the posing and etc has maybe not been as exciting. Um, but this statue actually fits in really nicely with the uh, existing Covergirl's line. There are some differences which I'll talk about, uh, but you know, it is a character that I um, is new to the line, and so I decided to buy it because obviously um, I like the Neil Gaiman Sandman series. And, um, I was hoping that she would fit well with the existing statues and she does. So I'm glad that I got her. So just to go through this, um, the year of releases 2013. Um, the packaging is interesting. I have this irk about statue packaging and, and photography. And that is that it's, it's actually quite common that when you get a statue, you only realize when you've got it in hand that the way that it has been photographed is all from an angle that's actually impossible to replicate um, because the statue stands slightly differently, uh, which can be really annoying if you are just anticipating you know, having this particular statue and everything that you've seen makes you imagine it in a certain way. And then when you get it, it's looking at the floor or, you know, it's, it's from a slightly different angle. And that is the case with, um, this, this statue, it, depending on the photo, but quite a few of the, the photos are actually obviously taken from an angle underneath, um, her face because she's got some hair, a lock of hair that, um, hangs over a part of her face, which actually makes her face a little bit difficult to see when you are, um, looking at it from straight on. So that takes a little bit of getting used to. Um but I just mentioned that on the packaging side because that's a photography, you know, element. I actually like the way that DC collectibles has kind of gone to a more uniform look of packaging for both the statues and the figures. Where now when you see a bit like Bowen, when you see a package, you know, it's DC Collectibles because it's got a fairly similar look to it with, you know, the photography of the figure or the statue with a fairly basic white background and then a bit of graphic at the front. Um it's collector friendly because it's all reopenable and you know the good styrofoam packing and you can pop her back in, etc. Um so aside from the little photo trickery, I'm happy with the packaging. Um she is approximately eleven point five inches tall. One of the things that's different about death from the original CoverGirls line is that each of these statues now has its own character-specific base as opposed to the standard base with the ne- the character's name painted on it, um, which is fine for this one, because I don't really need a base that says death on it. <laughs> um, although, you know, that might appeal to some people, but I know who the character is, and I don't need that. Um, so she's actually standing on a, a very cheerful pile of skulls. Um, which is very nicely sculpted actually and and nicely painted as well so you can kind of see um you know what their, their little eye sockets and nose sockets and uh it, they've got helmets on so obviously it's from a you know, sort of ancient um army and uh quite quite a good little sculpt there um she's also carrying her umbrella that she's shown with um often, and then there 's a bird hanging on the back of it as well um the what What I really like about this statue is it 's got a bit of the kind of flair and humor to it that the Hughes cover girls statues. Did, um, I, I missed that in some of the early new 52, um, cover girl statues that just kind of look like a fairly basic pose without that kind of just element of, yeah, a a bit more complexity to the composition. And this has got that. So, you know, I quite like that bit of humor. She's got a nice little touch as well because her, her, how do you, I don't, I've never said this word out loud. The symbol that she's wearing around her chest there, the A-N-K-H. How do you, how do you say that? Ankh. Ankh. Ankh, ankh. 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 Well, her ankh is a, on, actually on a string It's not sculpted. Um, so, it's a, a nice little touch. Um, and. It's just try,
2: so you know, it's the Egyptian symbol of eternal life.
1: Yeah, I know that, I just didn't know how to say it. <laughs> but thank you for pointing that to our listeners. Um, the, the ankh, um, it, obviously not something I use in everyday conversation, so, um, she's beautifully painted um i've read some reviews of this that that from other people who said that they had a bit of paint run on theirs between the black and the white but mine is very very nicely done and uh and um you know really nice clean lines etc but also very nice use of different types of paint so her um tank top and her trousers are matte but then her gloves and boots and the handle of the umbrella are shiny, so it makes it a um gives it a bit of texture as well so great sculpting job Jack Matthews is you know one of the d c stalwarts of sculpting and always just a fantastic job um so it's a and, a and a very very nice sculpt very um you know not overly um not not overly, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, death is meant to be t- taking the form of a fairly young girl, and she's, um, you know, nicely shaped, but not, um, certainly not Yvonne level, uh, in the cleavage department, which I think is appropriate. Um, she does, she has been sculpted to have this one strand of hair that kind of hangs over quite a bit of her face, which is, I don't know, I always find that a little bit frustrating in a statue because, kind of want to see the face and you can't kind of get a clear a clear view of it um so that's probably my only real complaint with this piece um i, I i've noticed in some of the recent solicits for some of the new dc collectible stuff that they are starting to bring back numbered editions but this is not a numbered edition um which i think is a bit of a shame um what else do i need to tell you about this statue how's the paint on the bird the paint on the bird is um, quite good. It's got a, it's got a bit of a blue wash on it, so the um, it, it brings the detail of the feathers out really nicely because of the way that they've done the wash.
3: Hmm. Yeah. So because
2: I I know I I'm, you know you said the lines are real clean. I know the one that we're looking at pictures of it doesn't have the cleanest looking lines on it. So
1: on it's the bird or just statue.
2: Uh, the whole thing. I, I noticed there looks like there's a little slop on the statue as well. So yeah, the, it's good to hear yours is good.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple of reviews, including the one that I linked you guys to, where they complain about paint slop, but mine you know and I've had quite a good look at it. the The little line, the one of the lines of her um, top, the little strap isn't exactly perfect, but there's no slop there. Um, so yeah, I, could, I couldn't complain, and the birds actually really nicely well done as well. Um, so Dolly Reading Wise, sorry, were you going to say something else? I wasn't. Okay. Um, Dolly Reading Wise, I'm going to give this a nine, and I'm just taking a point off because I do find actually the way that the strand of hair that has been sculpted over her face to be pretty distracting, mm-hmm. um, and I wish they hadn't done it. Um, but it's actually—it's a great piece. Um, it's really nice looking. It is really nice looking, and it's—I'm I'm glad that I decided to pull the trigger on it because I, you know, when the first solicits for this came out post 52, new 52, I kind of thought, "Uh, and yeah, no, I guess I'm done with this line now." But now, you know, they have announced this one and platinum as well which is you know new characters to the line and so as long as they fit in with the existing statues i will definitely keep adding to it um so hopefully they'll continue to do a good job but this is a a great jack matthew sculpt really nice painting um just one point off for the weird luck of hair
0: i was having a look at the um the batwoman one upcoming batwoman one Mm. and thinking it'll look really well look well look good together in the same sort of display as this one, potentially. Yeah. I almost thought it was the same sculpt, but um, that one looks like it's by somebody else. Stanley Art Germ (laughs) Lau.
1: It's, um, oh, it's not a Jack Matthews? No. Oh, that's interesting. I
0: thought, when I was looking at it, just comparing the two, they looked very similar um, styles.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one as well, because, again, new characters to the line, great. And I'm getting the, the, the Batgirl that's coming out, the New 52 Batgirl, I will be getting because I never bought the other Adam Hughes Batgirl because I really didn't like the how it made Can't it look deal. stupid. No, and uh, yeah, so I'll be getting that one as well. But I'm not doing repeat characters, obviously, um, but I'm glad that they're still making this line. It's fun and um,
2: glad that they picked up
1: their game. Yes, absolutely.
2: Has death gotten approval to be put on display at your house, or? Uh, yes. Does she have the, to be put in the back? Or? No, no,
1: she doesn't have to go in the back. We're um, Miss Twelve and I are doing the um, DC display at the moment, and um, which is for IKEA Detolfs um, out right out in the front, and they're all nicely lit and everything. And the, the, uh, the cover girls are going to get get their their space in there. She's not creepy, you know. Like she, she's actually really nice looking if you don't. Know that she's death. Oh, she's got skulls, I suppose, but yeah, no, she's good. Mm. So that's me review, everyone. Excellent.
3: All right.
0: Well, that wraps up toy of the week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week.
3: Mutant Warriors, Rottero, Sultroman, Kroon the Destroyer, Battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tuska Warrior,
1: the battle is on for the Sword of Omens. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from
0: LJF. We're all here because we collect. And feeding the addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. This week, I have not picked up any action figures or statues or anything like that. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Terribly sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry,
1: but you can't be on the show anymore.
0: Oh, bugger. <laughs> I, I have picked up a, you know, a couple of collectible items. Uh, Okay. I think I can I can probably slide in here okay. um, in the form of a couple of books. Uh, I picked up a new book, recently, recent book by Tomorrow's Publishing, called American Comic Book Chronicles: The 1980s. Um, so tomorrow, Tomorrow's Publishing they do a bunch of um, industry magazines, so Alter Ego, um, Jack Kirby Collector um a new magazine called comic book creator and also brick journal and so they're pretty good in the industry this is a one of a series of books they're putting out they've done one for the 60s with a second volume coming because the 60s is pretty busy um 50s as well and hopefully 70s at some stage and it's just a great little um it's like a history of comics in the 80s I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into it because the 80s was when I got into comics It's a a, a little bit of a way back machine for me so talking about you know the rise of Frank Miller and Crisis of Infinite Earths and Jim Shooter at Marvel Comics and all the um, direct market exclusive publishers like Eclipse and Pacific and First and Dark Horse all that I reckon it's going to be good very good. And I also managed to score on eBay a couple of DC archives that I wasn't really looking for, but at the price I got them for, I thought I'd have that. So the volume one of DC Archives Batman and volume one of DC Archives The Dark Knight. Um, I'm not really sure how much they're, they're worth. I've seen prices anywhere between $40 and $150 to get hold of these, and I got them for a grand sum of about $6.50 each, so I was pretty happy with that.
1: Well, that's excellent.
0: It's good to have that little e-base now out again. You put in all the effort, and then you just go, oh, look at that. That looks pretty cheap. I put yeah. a bid on it. <laughs> that's right.
1: You've got you to have a win once in a while. That's right. But, what
0: about you, Scott?
1: Um, well, I got my little box of goodies from Big Bad, which was the death statue I just talked about. Also, the Man of Steel... Uh, Lee Romeo statue, and this is the one where Superman's landing and his cape is still flying up in the air. Does that have a fan? It does not have a fan. It doesn't require a fan for a simulated fan action uh, or cape action. It's um, sculpted. Um, It looks awesome. As long as you don't think about it too much, because the um, cape is... Probably four times as long as um, the actual cape would be. So, if if this was his cape and he was standing on the ground, he would probably be able to wrap himself around, <laughs> wrap it around himself about five times, um, and he'd be tripping all over it. So,
0: if he turned quickly in this stance, he could probably choke himself. <laughs> exactly right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So, it looks great. Um, but it also has to be displayed up high because, you know, he's, he's looking down a bit. So otherwise you're just going to see the top of his head. So I haven't quite worked out where he's going to go yet, but good fun. Yeah. Um, you can get a little
0: tiny little, um, LED up light. So it looks like he's overlooking the city or something.
1: Oh. Yeah. And then I also got the Bowen action wasp. This is the, um, original, like, first appearance wasp. Um, and in her shrinking flying pose, which is going to look great. The Bowen display is looking awesome in the new house. Um, and I've got all my Giant Man variants and out there and Ant-Man, etc. So she's going to look really nice with them, which is great. Oh. And then I'm also... Uh, drowning my sorrows about the latest cancellation of the Legion of Superheroes by DC by indulging in some Superboy and the Legion back issues. So mm. I, it's very hard to find uh, comics on eBay in Australia because most of them are in the States and more often than not, they'll try and charge you like $25 to send you one comic.
0: Yeah. I just don't bother having any in my search parameters outside <laughs> of Australia.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, usually the ones I want are outside of Australia. So, but I've, I've managed to get these at a very reasonable price.
0: This was for an auction that was nearby to me. Was it a couple of weeks ago?
1: No, no, this was from the from the states. They were from the oh, states. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the the seller was really good and um, had reasonable shipping. So, I think I paid uh, seven dollars. For the two, for, I got two issues. Oh, sorry, actually, that's not true. I got four because one auction was for three and the other one was for, um, one. So I got four comics and he sent them to the US for, sorry, to Australia for, oh eleven dollars, $11, which is still pretty good. Whereas there's a particular issue of Uncanny X Men, first run that I really want. And the only person that's selling it on eBay at the moment wants $35 to send one issue mm. to Australia.
0: Speaking of the Superboy and Legion back issues, um, yes. I recently picked up the Showcase Presents um, Legion of Superheroes Volume
1: One,
0: so the Big Black and White ones, and I finally actually read the first appearance of the Legion of Superheroes. Good on you! I had not read it, and jeez, did they tease Superboy?
1: Oh, weren't they mean? They were the, if if you, if you, if you, but if you read for probably the first, you know, three volumes, a lot of the stories are about them being mean to someone. They yeah. you know, expel members and accuse them of murder testing and, them and teasing I, oh, them. I know, like it's
0: <laughs> that's how we roll in the 30th century. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and there's
1: there's a great there's a great one um, that where it's probably not in that volume. It's a little bit later on. There's a great one where all the girls get some like Martian virus and go crazy. I thought you were going to say some STD. No. no. And it, and it ends with, you know, that the, the boys restore them and blah, blah. and it ends with something like, you know, one of the female characters saying, you know, it's so good to have the boys back in charge making all the decisions again or something. <laughs> that's what she said. That's right. And it's like, you know, that, that that's so, you know, they were they really thought ahead about what the 30th century would be like, you know.
2: <laughs> please please send all hate mail to Scott at uh, 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 Actionfigureblues.com.
1: <laughs> Those views are not my own. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> what, are, what are we Action doing?
0: Figure Blues does oh. not endorse the editorial policies of 1960s DC stuff.
1: Absolutely not. And they're all dead anyway. Yeah, so that's, that's me.
2: That okay. you do. Um, I got one Lego minifigure.
1: <laughs> oh, well, wait. I forgot to open my. You tell us about your. Um, F- your Lego figure no, no. first. No, okay. no, you
0: do it. You, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this, John. Because I picked up two today, but you know, I gave it to the kids. But you go.
2: I uh, I they had the series ten, and I was going through them, and I I completely forgot about Mister Gold, so I wasn't even like looking for a top hat. I was looking for a Medusa. And I could not find one. Mm-hmm. I bet I went through forty different, you know, envelopes, and I couldn't find one. And I I had one, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it turns out it was the the painter slash decorator uh, the guy with the little paint bucket, and the bucket was what I was feeling that I couldn't figure out what it was
0: uh, it's hard, isn't it? yeah we got the um uh the Roman legionnaire, the Roman soldier, and the
2: skydiver oh, that's kind of cool. there you go bet the
0: Medusa would be really cool.
2: Yeah, I, that's the one I was hoping for, and I could not find her.
0: Actually, want the bumblebee.
2: I, I'd like the bumblebee too because I have the chicken suit guy, which you know Scott's probably jealous of, and uh, I have the the gorilla. So
1: we, I, I always bring back um, Lego minifigures or something like that when I go on trips for work for the kids. And uh, with this last lot, I said to them, you know, "Here they are," but I'm just telling you now. If you get the chicken suit guy, then it's mine, and I'll get you another one. But they didn't. It's very disappointing. Mm. Oh, now, drumroll. Yes. So this is a, um, from Funko, this is the Domo Mystery Mini Vinyl Figures DC. Um, And there are a few different Batmen, a few different Supermen, two different Robins, one Flash, one Green Lantern, one Shazam, one Two-Face, one Riddler, one Aquaman. And it says I have a 2 and 24 chance of getting Aquaman. Okay, so drum roll. So one in twelve. Well, oh, yes. Here, drum roll. Drum roll. I'm getting the plastic off. Da-da-da. Okay, now I'm opening the box. Drum roll. Oh, these are Not collector-friendly packaging. And oh, it's in a black. Oh, good grief. It's in a black bag. Yeah, it's in a black bag.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, they really um. You're killing the suspense here. Oh, what did I get? I got a Superman. And I got which one? It's Aquaman in a Superman costume. No, it's not. I got one of the 2 2 in 24 chances of getting the new 52 Superman.
3: Oh, score.
1: No trunks. Yeah. Woohoo. Sans trunks. It is. There is There's
0: something go. you guys didn't talk about last week on the um the blind bagging conversation while we're we're here. Yes. Was, I don't think you did, going online and just buying them because somebody's opened them and saved you the trouble.
1: We didn't talk about that. You're right.
0: I thought that's interesting because I actually brought a, the only time I've done that was for an AFL footy player, Australian Football Rules football player. Um, There was a blind box. Um, set of figures, I think. I don't know if they did more than one season, maybe one series, like there was 12, probably 18 um, different figures, one from each team, and I was after the Richmond player, Matty Richardson, and uh, I just went onto eBay and bought it, probably for 2 or $3 more than it would have cost to buy a non-open one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. It's if I was a, it,
0: really that keen for a particular one, would I do that?
1: Well, I mean, I thought about that today. Like, I mean, I obviously would really like to have the Aquaman um, one of this just because it would be fun. And so if I could find it at a semi-reasonable price um, on on eBay, then it, I would probably do that as opposed to potentially, you know, spend stacks of money trying to get the Aquaman one and never get it. Mm. Mm.
0: What about you john would you i know you like the thrill of the hunt
2: yeah i, I don't know
0: if there was a series that you just really weren't wasn't one were not was not weren't not that interested in but there was one particular figure so say if it was only you know the honeybee or the medusa the thing is i just think don't. that's probably a poor poor example because they're
2: all yeah I mean, you know, maybe like the androids. If there was one, I just really loved, but even then, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I, like, you know, like I said, I'm kind of thrilled of the hunt. You know, I get what I get, and if I don't get it, I don't cry over it.
0: Not like my daughter.
1: No, that's right. <laughs> cool. Okay.
0: Alrighty, well, um, I think it's time to reward a few red cards. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's do it. What is this,
2: bizarro world?
0: Red card, it is a chance to poke fun at the the what-the-fuck moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or even worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Scott.
1: Thank you, uh, I came across this red cardable item while looking at the new pre-orders available on Big Bad Toy Story.
0: And you just said, that's a red cardable.
1: I said, that's a red cardable. Um, these are from a company I hadn't heard of before called Beautiful Plastic, uh, which I'm kind of thinking is an ironic title. And These are a, they have a Marvel license, obviously, because they are making Marvel Labbits. And the particular one, there are two Labbits available for pre-order. One is Venom, and one is Wolverine. But the Wolverine in particular is the one that caught my eye. So if you're not looking at the Enhanced Podcast, I'm really going to struggle to describe this to you. But this is Wolverine, uh, really looking like in in a piggy bank type shape, with uh, rabbity ears, and his claws sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> now, th- there are two things that caught my eye about this. The, the the first thing, obviously, is that this is just a ridiculous mess, and I cannot understand why anybody would want this. Uh particularly for fifty dollars. What? It's it's fifty dollars. How big is it? Seven inches. Oh. Yeah. Um with um adamantium coloured claws. Wee. Uh but I also find the name disturbing. I I don't know if it's just me. But when I hear Labbit and then I look at something shaped like that, my mind just goes to all kinds of places. And I, I just, I don't understand why this is being made. <laughs> Who thought let's um, make Marvel characters in guinea pig shapes, pig shape, piggy bank shapes with uh, rabbit ears? and then name it something that could make people start thinking about female genitalia. I, I don't know. And then when we do Wolverine, let's have his claws sticking out of his mouth.
0: Yep. I, when I first saw this picture, I thought it looked like, um, like an inflatable pool toy or something. the the way the artwork's done Um, and I almost thought yeah okay the claws are just out of the mouth is what what is that what drugs are these (laughs) vinyl toy designers on
2: see I I think you guys are wrong I think think this is a a cool figure and I, I don't think it deserves a red card
1: are you serious yeah
2: I don't think it does
1: his claws are sticking out of his mouth he but see the piggy bank.
0: But if we you can you have look. a cigar hanging out of his mouth. that be see horrible.
2: that that's the thing is the standard Labbit basic form has a s has a cigar already. Yeah. So I'm sure they wanted to do something different for the vinyl. I'm sure the, the Venom one will probably have a, a tongue or something sticking out on that side. But this is the same as taking those um you know, this is the same company that makes the the money figures and you know you think about those or the bear bricks it's taking that basic form and then turning it into something else so i think it's fine you know they've got the basic form of the the little rabbit and they just do it in another another style so okay. i think it's so, i think it's perfectly fine
1: so i guess it's just for me who's not familiar with the source material it just looks fucked up i, yeah, I think it's kind of cute we're
2: wrong. Hmm? apparently we're wrong
0: score.
1: we're wrong I I
2: think it's cute. I I like it. I really like the Venom one. I think the Venom one looks cool.
0: Would you cuddle up with this at night, John?
1: Uh, The Venom one, I would. Okay, so now I've learned what a Labbit is, and I'm looking at Labbit pictures, and some of them, I mean, it's not my thing, but, you know, the little, the actual rabbit ones with carrots and balloons and stuff sticking out of their mouth, they are cute. Um, But I still don't see how that means like that a Wolverine version of it with claws sticking out of his mouth is good. Well, they had to put him somewhere in that basic form. They didn't. They didn't have to make it at all because it's just too weird.
2: Wow. Have you seen other vinyl figures? I mean, some of them are pretty far out there.
1: They are. They are, but they're not Wolverine.
2: I'm sorry that your man love for Wolverine is.
1: I don't actually. I'm not actually a Wolverine <laughs> fan. He's not one of my favorite characters by any means. Um, but I still think it's weird. It's my red card. The red card is in the eye of the beholder. It gets a red card from me.
2: I got to go find an Aquaman red card for next week. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I would red card something Aquaman if I thought it was bat. Okay.
0: Coming up after that's bite-filled red card,
1: Far
3: out.
0: we're going to have a discussion topic after the break.
2: You can bring home the adventure of Disney's Toy Story, now on video, with the talking and poseable figures of Woody and Buzz Lightyear.
3: My name's Woody. Buzz Lightyear, my
1: common beats. Cool, he's going in your car. Meet
2: intergalactic Buzz Lightyear. His new spacesuit protects him from evil proton rays and comes equipped with a flip-up arm communicator. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue target. Woody figures are each sold separately. are included. From
0: Well, this week we were just plumb out of ideas. We just couldn't think of a discussion topic, so we went out to you, our loyal, dedicated listeners, and we said, "What should we talk about? Got any questions? Any suggestions for future discussion topics, perhaps?" So, and um, you guys came back with a bunch of questions and ideas, so we are going to proceed to work our way through this until we run out of steam. Some of us might pull out early. Some of us <laughs> might go the whole distance. Are you ready, guys? I'm so ready. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, John's still there. Good.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm here.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Insert topic name randomly poke chosen from list of questions. Eric's asks, what are your thoughts on figure variants? Are they a cool thing or an annoying trend?
2: Mm. I don't mind figure variants if they make sense. The ones I hate are the, oh, okay, I'm going to paint a different logo on this guy's t-shirt and that's going to be an exclusive variant. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. I don't like variants where it is just an alternate head and they could have just packed it in. Yes.
1: Like the Marvel Select variants. Mm. They're annoying. I, I'm I'm not a fan. Because I you know, I usually like to just have one version of a character mm. in a line and so I will usually skip them. Um, I'll tell you what I really don't like is floating variants in Marvel Legends that are actually completely different characters. Um, And then you've got to chase them down by two of the same build-a-figure piece and possibly never get some of the characters if the variants never come out. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that being angry.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess
2: your anger's justified in this case.
1: Variant statues can be a good thing if you, like, you know, I I like the way that Bowen will often do, a, you know, a few versions of the same character in their different costumes. Cause obviously, if you're spending that much on a statue, you want the, the one version of the character that really means something to you. And so, you know, they're, they're pretty good at doing that with their more popular characters. So that I don't mind because, you know, it's not, um, it's not like you have to have the whole set, you just get the one that you want.
0: Yeah, but if you're a completist or um, you're completing a builder figure,
1: mm. at
0: least a little bit of a sour taste. It does. Ready for the next question, guys? So ready. mass. I don't think it's our atom, I think it's a different atom.
1: Do you know there's well, more than one atom? Does it well let's ju- let's judge it. Does it make sense? <laughs> if it does, it's probably not our atom. Uh, Wow. Oh, come on. He would be laughing right now. <laughs> I'm going to be he? afraid to miss a show because you'll just make fun of me if I'm not here. Oh, please. I make fun of you when you are here. Oh, that's true. Anyway, go on. Adam asks
0: I love your interview shows like the ones with Randy Fork and Tim Miller. Who are your dream guests? I would like to have. Um, more people who tell us about the process from f- getting a concept to the shelves. Hmm. I don't know who that would be, but I, I really liked really liked the ones like with Christine um, Arana.
1: K- Katrina.
0: Katrina Arana. Yep. You know. There was a lot of little nuggets of knowledge in there that just helped make so much more sense of. Why we complain about shit. <laughs> yeah. And, I,
2: and I, I think the interview with Randy was good for that, too. I mean, he he was pretty honest with us. Yes. For sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Randy Bone was my dream guest. Um.
0: He was really good about uh, character choices.
1: He was, yeah, he was very good. Um, Tim Bruckner is someone that <clears throat> we are going to talk to at some point, and I'm really looking forward to that.
0: I guess um, one or two of the four horsemen would be good. Why not all four? Because it would be a shit fight. Okay. How about we have one of us and all of them? <laughs> well, how about we just give them the script and go, guys, can you record this
1: episode yeah, for Yeah, do us? the show for us. Oh, there we go. Because yeah, I'm sure they listen. Hi, guys. Uh-huh. That's not a bad idea. No. What about you, John? you your dream guests.
2: You know, with me... I've always been surprised at each of our guests. So it's the guests that haven't been on yet. And it doesn't matter really who they are, but mm. I know every one for me has I, has been entertaining in a way I didn't expect.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: You know, and, and I, I may have thought at the beginning of an interview, oh, this isn't going to be a lot of fun, and then got into it. And, you know, I, I think all of ours, we say, oh, we're only going to talk for this long. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever <laughs> no. ran short on an interview because th- th- we've just got into them and they're just all fascinating people.
1: Yeah, good answer.
0: Bob asks, "I'd like to hear how about how you clean your different collectibles." I think we've touched a little bit on this recently. We've
1: talked about dusting.
0: Dusting, yes. So Dusting with a with a brush of some sort is usually um, a good good idea. Something that's um, soft enough to not knock it knock over your things or break them, but firm enough to actually get the dust off.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think. Um, uh, Scott would suggest a preventative measure instead.
1: Yeah, glass. <laughs> um, I I find for statues because even behind glass they still do get dusty. Um, there are there's a good little um, oh, I can't think of the brand name of them, but they are little dust cloths that are disposable ones um, that pick up quite a bit of dust and we have them around the house for other dusting. Chucks? No, they're not chucks. They're special dust. Like they've kind of got a staticky thing in them and uh, yeah, they're quite good, but they're also really gentle. So you can just kind of do a little, you know, got to be careful with with some things. You don't break them. Um, So yeah, but that's about all. That's about all.
0: I know Ben um, uses one of those lens cleaner, um, Brushes, it's a little puffer brush that you've got a little rubber um, puffy thing on the end, so you squeeze it just to um, blow the dust out of the way as you're brushing it off. It's
2: a nice little tool.
3: Okay.
2: Mm. I use almost like a washcloth rag, you know, and I'll pick up each figure and go over them, Mm. which I'm woefully behind on at the moment. Yeah,
0: something that um, is the minimum amount of effort to keep them in a condition that the rest
2: of your household can live with. Well, I, I, I've actually, I mean, I, I need, I know I need to get up on uh, a ladder and do some of the stuff that's up on the tall shelves. And, mm. um, I've got a couple of star Wars vehicles that are actually suspended and those always scare the crap out of me cause I'm afraid they'll fall.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, that's what I use. I just use basically a washcloth and, you know, kind of go over them switch it out every now and then
0: next question yep luke asks we're getting all the easy names at the moment Mm -hmm. um guys help me out please on big bad toy store how do you create a pile of loot over to you scott
1: well this was um a facebook page question and i actually had to think about it because mine's already there um But I did work out, Luke, that what you do is in your account section of Big Bad, there is a pile of loot status page that either says on or off. So you have to set up your account with Big Bad. Then you go to the My Account section and you turn pile of loot on. Um, And then you can turn it off again at any time which is super handy. And for people who don't know, the way that it works is you still pay for the item uh, when it becomes available. But when you have pile of loot on, then you save on shipping because you only get charged the shipping charge for what it contributes to the overall pile of loot. Um, And you can have your pile of loot shipped to you at any time. So you watch it until you can't wait for what's in there anymore and then you click send me my loot. Mm -hmm. It is the best system ever.
0: They must have done a decent amount of research with their customers to go, what would make life easier for you?
1: Yeah. It it really puts every other website, um, toy ordering website, and or ordering process to shame, big bad. They like they've obviously done some like you said, some really good thinking about it because it's just a great, great yeah, system.
0: Probably going, well, we're pretty sure that if we can do this that we'll get more orders.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So we
0: might well, need to keep stuff in storage for a bit longer, but It'll pay off. That's
1: right. And particularly, you know, for the stuff that I collect, I mean, I I, I try to get what I can through my local comic shop because I want to support them. Um, but there are times where they can't get it or, um, you know, it's not something that they carry. And so to be able to, you know, have an overseas option where you can get this stuff but you're not paying overseas shipping every time um, you get it and you can save on the shipping is – It's great. You just have to be prepared to be a little bit patient. Mm. Love it. Next
0: question. Marjorie asks, when are you going to let the wives take over the show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know my wife wouldn't be interested.
1: No, mine either. (laughs) Really? Yeah, Yeah. no way. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow.
0: But I could probably convince her to, to record the sponsor thing at the end of the show, but I don't think she'd want to be involved in the show itself.
3: No.
1: M- mind you? No. You're, you're, I, think,
2: yeah, I think Mrs. Nerd, I could talk her into it.
1: But she's a podcaster, isn't she?
2: Uh, she has. She hasn't been doing it for a while, but she,
1: she wouldn't mind talking. She, she's a lapsed podcaster. I think yeah. the
0: subject might not be about the toys as such. No. It might be about how they live with us
3: yeah 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 i would think
2: i don't think i i don't think they would take over the whole show but i think you know we might be able to entice them with a segment
0: maybe i actually had an idea about getting the kids on
1: oh that could be fun it could be fun that could be really fun so. but i couldn't say motherfucker then <laughs> you, you wouldn't well, be on the show john you could oh. but here, yeah you probably I, I
2: can't bring my dogs Sure,
1: you
0: can talk for them. You'd have to get up at four in the morning. Oh. Uh, yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's, I reckon that's one to investigate.
1: That is one to investigate. That could be quite fun. Um, next.
0: Next. All right. Anthony asks, what's the most overrated figure or statue? Worst figure likeness, most inappropriate figure or toy line?" That's like three different questions.
1: That sure is. Wow. Most
0: overrated figure or statue. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> mean character. No, all of them. <laughs> all of the above. Um. I don't know. I, I would it be in my in in, in our collections or?
1: Well. I don't know. I mean, this it's, it's so subjective, you know, that you, um, mm. I think That's probably I, for overrated, probably some of the hard to find Marvel legends, I would say, because they're just you know, good. They're not very good. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was actually thinking of, uh, some of the exclusives, you know, like the SDC exclusive SDCC exclusives where, you know, it's just a regular figure in different packaging. Some of those mm. are a bit. Probably overrated.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Some things where the the um, market value is all about the rarity of it, mm. and not the um, you know not the fact that it's actually that much more amazing than everything else. Mm. So some things can become a grail because they're hard to find, not because they are necessarily good. Mm.
0: Worst figure likeness. Oh.
1: There's
0: been some shockers, hasn't
1: there? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them are bad because they're old or cheap.
0: or they um, don't actually have the the likeness. The likeness, right? Yeah.
1: Um, I'll tell you what. That recent uh, Picard they announced from the Star Trek um, DST line that comes to mind for me because that's just horrible.
0: Yeah, I've seen worse, but it was pretty bad.
1: Like I'm thinking about ones that should be good. L- lots of bad likenesses can be forgiven for reasons, but ones where they don't have a they don't have a reason, it's just bad. That's one that comes to mind.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that that that, that yeah. was definitely a recent one. That that's just ugly.
0: Yeah, huh. some some of them are just a little bit off. You know, like um, the Hot Toys Black Widow, and Scarlett Johansson. One, I think the first one I thought was a little bit off, but not the worst. I don't know. You wouldn't want to ping hot toy for doing bad likenesses. No, I mean, people have generally got a gripe about anything, but yeah. Most inappropriate figure or toy line. That's a hard one. Well. So we look. What about the Bondage Labbit? <laughs> the Bondage Labbit?
2: <laughs> well,. See to me that that figure is targeted at an adult collector. Sure. So would it be inappropriate? I wouldn't think so. And mm-hmm. and the same thing, you know, with the adult superstars line that was out. You know, it's not like the kids are going to be at Toys R Us and find that on the shelves.
0: Oh, oh, I know, I know the answer to this one. Mm-hmm. It's the um, Django Unchained figures. Huh. Oh. And. And in a little bit of news, I actually have seen some in a shop in Newtown in Sydney.
1: No way! Really?
0: Yeah, and they had two hundred dollars price tags on them. Oh
1: good grief! You're kidding. Mm. I the thing that came to mind for me was and
0: just for those who don't know what well, the controversy is there is they um, the <laughs> depictions of um, s- slavery time people. I don't know how slavery you time people. <laughs> Well done, me. Can you just edit that bit out? What's the technical term for what I'm saying?
2: The the slavery time fine of me. Okay.
0: It was the slavery time people that <laughs> got Anyway, they were removed from shelves within a week of being on them.
2: Yeah, I I'd, I'd still think that I would go with um the the seventy eight alien.
1: Yeah, inappropriate for... (laughs) I was thinking Funko Pop Game of Thrones. No, I don't see that. Well, I do.
2: Because there's a lot of people that watch Game of Thrones, and they want to have...
1: But it's like a I I think it's a real mismatch of... Like, there's nothing light and happy and fun about Game of Thrones. And I, I feel like it's a very odd... Marriage. I I don't know.
2: I disagree on that one. I'm just all sorts of disagreeable with you tonight, I guess.
1: Oh you're but, just disagreeable. That's I'm I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I, I still that's I, why I drink so much before we do the show. But I,
2: I could see that before, say, Watchmen. Well no. you know, we just announced that, so
0: how ah, is that any ar- better? What about kick ass figures being in the shops? Mm
2: yeah I mean even that's a little but uh, you know I don't think NECA even though they're at Toys R Us and you know they're going to have you know sanitized packaging I don't think that there's ever going to be a kid walking down the aisle going I want that
0: I don't know kids are weird
1: well that that is true all in the eye of the beholder Hmm. next question
0: Yes. Andrew asks, what about toy disasters? For example, there was heavy rain in Melbourne last night and water was leaking. This is true. There was lots of weather in Melbourne, wasn't
1: there? There was weather. We've had weather, man.
0: Twitter would not shut up about it. <laughs> what if it was watering over my collectibles? How would you cope if your collectibles got damaged from a disaster, including nephews who come over and think they are toy- um disasters is an interesting one um i'd like to think that i would have more important things to worry about
3: mm-hmm.
0: i know of a few stories of people with action figure collections um and custom bound um books collections that have been destroyed by severe weather hurricanes mm-hmm been a few stories of that and it doesn't seem you know people are a bit upset about it but they do generally have bigger things to worry about but if it was just a bit of rain damage don't know, what would you do
2: my uh my disasters all revolved around dogs um <laughs> i had a dog that she was obsessed with rebel pilots and liked to chew the feet off of them so i had to move all of my Rebel pilot figures which were on a bottom shelf up a couple shelves so that she couldn't just walk by the shelf and,
1: and grab them. I've had a few statue breakages. Um, um, one was cat-related and then most of them have been me-related. Um, but, you know, I think it, it's frustrating but you kind of, oh well. Like, um, I do have my collection insured but I've never tried to claim on it you know, for an individual piece. Um but yeah. I mean I think it's one of those things that at the end of the day it's stuff. I mean if my if, if our if there was a bushfire or something and we had to get out of here, I certainly wouldn't be stopping to grab anything from the collection. I would just be making sure the family's okay and and go. You know, it's stuff. it's it's stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's you're right, it's just stuff. I mean, um, water damage, I don't think I've ever had anything water-damaged, per se. Um,
1: I've had comics, because when we first moved to Melbourne, we had torrential rain like this here, and the garage in our house we were renting got flooded, and I had quite a few comics lost to water damage, but... um, yeah. Books,
0: books, I worry about yeah. in, in Sydney and, and Melbourne. I know as well. Just with yeah, humidity, mold, water. It's a bit of a constant battle to make sure that they're they're the right under the right conditions.
2: Hmm. Now I have had moving damage, and and that's where I've heard some horror stories. since you know, people moving, uh, you know, broken statues, figures uh, lost. You know, stuff. Yeah. But, like I said, it's just stuff, and you kind of move on.
1: Move
3: on.
0: Um, and in terms of your nephews or other children who come over to your house, just mm-hmm. you think about um, the room that you've got your stuff in.
1: Yeah. I, I do actually have some relations that have never been to my home, who don't have very good control of their children, who've never been to my home uh, since I started collecting, but I would be extremely nervous if they came. (laughs) Um, But, like, you know, my kids, because my girls were very little when I started
3: collecting, and,
1: you know, they were very good about just saying, you know, those are daddies, and, you know, don't touch, but now, you know, like, I let mine, because we had to pack everything up and unpack, and both the girls have helped me um, unpack all the statues and the older one in particular, but just cause she's, you know, that bit older, there's, there's nothing that I've got that I wouldn't trust her with. Yeah. You know? And we had a couple of little nicks and breaks while we were packing, but I made, you know, the, one of them was me and a couple of them were her. And you're like, Oh, well, <laughs> hmm. we'll
0: fix it if we can.
2: That's right. You know, I, I think for cases like that, and I've had this where people have came over one, I w- try and limit, you know, depending on what we're going to be doing. If people are over, uh, access to where my collection is because most of my stuff's in the basement so um you know i try and make sure i'm either around or somebody's around but i I think one thing that you can do that helps is have something available if you're going to have kids over that they can play with yeah you you know like uh i've got the the speed racer figures in in the mach 5 and it's on a lower shelf hey you know if you want to play with that that's fine or you know, having just something that's maybe a little younger for kids. Hey, why don't you play with this instead? Mm-mm. Yeah, you can look at this stuff, but play. You know, here's some stuff for you to play with. And if you give them an avenue to kind of express themselves, I think that helps quite a bit.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah.
2: See, you didn't think I'd have a good answer, did you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we
1: thought that, John. To be
0: honest, oh. I think you. I think you. I think you. You are. Uh... I'm paranoid paranoid yeah, just or
1: something. Just a tiny little bit, yeah.
0: We were thinking about football scores. Mm. Mm. Anyway, next question. Okay. Dang, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. And they go. all have simple names. Yay. Jason suggests, what about a new segment called Toy Detectives where people send in descriptions of toys they can't remember the name of and the team find out the line name?
3: Mm. we do that it's
2: called
0: reverse name
2: that no see that is name that because that's why i do it
1: oh but hold on there's another part to that because he gave us that was one from twitter and he he gave an example i thought i would copy that in he gave it no you
0: you copied in something that was exactly the same as the thing before okay here you go here's the other Bad copy paste. He's,
1: he's, he's a bad copy paster. He said, I'll start. Orange skinned hero who had an alternate face that was all veiny. Power Lord. He man sized figures, I think, but not the same line. Yep, yeah, that's Power Lord. Wow! We're great toy wow. detectives.
2: We've used the word uh, motherfucker and veiny in this episode.
1: <laughs> 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 and labia. Oh no, I just thought it. And now you've said it. And now I said it.
3: <laughs> mm. but
1: um, not all in the same context, thank goodness. <laughs> well,
2: no, I better just stop Yeah, there. stop. Stop. Stop stop. Yeah. You can always ask us. I think that'd be a good segment. I think that could be a good segment. Um yeah, so if you got toys you don't want or can't identify and you know, let us know and maybe yeah. we'll try and identify them. I'd like to see speaking of segments. I really want to see amazing toy facts come back with Ben. I oh, I agree. Those. So if he's listening, he needs to to get on the stick and bring us some more amazing toy facts. Because he did an excellent job with that. And I learned things that I didn't know and I thought I knew a lot about it. So mm. get on that, Ben. <laughs>
0: There was one other one um, on Facebook about um, Hunts for Childhood Toys.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yeah. That was Chris Coffey. Chris says, how about Hunts for Childhood Toys? I'm sure most of us have stories about toys we had as a kid that were broken, given away, etc. that we have then chased after again in our adult years.
1: We could do a whole segment on that, I reckon.
0: I reckon. I reckon that's yeah. a whole episode.
1: That's a whole episode. I mean, it's funny.
0: I just, you know, and, and and I just don't recall what happened to my my toys and my and my Lego. They just disappeared from my life in this indeterminate period.
2: <laughs> I, I really think that's why most of us collect what we collect. Probably today, you know, is that we're trying to, you know, get those things that we had in the past. It's just the newer versions of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
2: so. I mean, like, like, like Scott was talking about collecting superpowers. What does he collect now? He collects superhero statues. Exactly. I collected, you know, I collected Star Wars as a kid and a good chunk of my collection of Star Wars. So, you know, it's that same, same thing just brought about again.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Deep,
0: deep, man.
1: Well, thank you everyone for all your great suggestions. We didn't the, there, actually, there, there was one more question in the script.
0: Did you want me to read that one out? Yeah, go for it. I, yeah, what is yeah. it? I'm not. Yeah, no, but this. It. So, John asks, yeah, that's another pretty easy name. Oh. And it's why did Scott say huge so many times in episode 66? Hmm.
1: <laughs> I, do not well, re- that, I do not recall. that. That John
2: is an insightful fellow. Good did to I, you, John
1: did, did I say John was a huge prick is that oh uh, oh yeah. um I don't recall I don't huh. I have I'll have to listen back to it and uh, let you know
3: all
2: right <laughs> maybe we could get Arnold on the
1: from Arnold the research, from the research department. Department. yeah that that'd be good I don't really want to have to think about it again Arnold could you please think about why I did that thank <laughs> you okay and go and go count them Arnold yeah go count go count them Arnold Come back to us you Get the huge number of huges.
0: Alrighty. Hello, oh, yeah. everyone. A um, interesting oh, yeah.
1: hybrid discussion topic. Yeah. Good questions. So I yeah. guess we're not doing feedback, are we? No, I think that was feedback. I think that was feedback. So I think we're saying goodbye. Yeah. Uh,
0: do you want us to go back and have a break and then come back and say goodbye? No. No, I, don't reckon, so.
1: I reckon we can say goodbye from here.
0: All right, guys. That wraps things up. Thank Good you. job.
2: Thank you well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Thank you for being in charge, Eli.
3: Well, it
2: ran, it ran nice much time. smoother than when some other people are in charge. Yeah. Sometimes
0: I just have to come back on and just steer the ship. Thank steady, God. steady
1: the ship. Thank God.
2: And you do a great job of it. Thanks, man.
1: You sure I do. Appreciate
2: I appreciate you getting up early in the morning. It's not that early now. Uh, not now. It's, it's the winter one that kills me.
1: <laughs> the winter one.
2: The winter one. <laughs>
0: well, righty. good
1: job, everyone. Great fun. Yeah.
0: Good night, good evening, good morning, etc. Et I hope you're enjoying, you've enjoyed your bus trip or car trip or while well, you've been vacuuming or mowing the lawn, as I do.
2: <laughs> oh, and uh, don't listen to this out loud on your speakers at work.
1: Oh, ah, yeah, oh, probably. It's oh, the wrong
0: end of the episode. Oh, Dang it.
1: Yeah, too late. S- sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> if you got fired. Um, send, Motherfucker. Yeah, send send your complaints to um, engineernerd at, at TV, TV at com. Oh. not associated with Extra Figure Blues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Blues takes no responsibility for John getting you fired. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Play with your toys, not with yourself. Motherfucker. That's great, good job, Eli.
0: Sweet.
1: So now, the, the question I believe has to be asked: Did you write down that custom intro, or did that just come? Shit, yeah. You wrote it down. Yeah. Man.
0: Oh well, I'm under pressure because you guys are saying something every week. I can't just wing it anymore. Ah, oh, that was the other part of my line I wanted to use.
1: What do you mean? We're, what do you mean we're saying? Like, you mean we do one every week? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Some sort of
0: witty banter thing. Yeah,
1: that's that's part of the gig.
0: Yeah, you know, it's not in the script.
1: No, that's that's right. John started it. Yeah,
2: I did.
0: <laughs> I, I I'm ashamed that I'm I'm writing, I'm pre writing this stuff Wait,
1: you know, you know we frown on that.
0: It's it's at odds with uh, you know the vibe.
1: Of <laughs> 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 well, it depends on which vibe. You you and Ben can be. Um, soulmates on that. Do, do, but do you put them in a spreadsheet? No. Okay.
0: Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That, our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TV and Films Toys. Blah, 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 blah.
1: So have you changed the name of your site, John?
2: I, I'm going to have to now, apparently. Yeah, for
1: Yeah, because that's in the can. But that's just, you know, and Elon is just like that. He just thinks he can dictate everything. Yeah.
0: Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with the action figure sound and, oh, jeez, this is like the (laughs) hardest thing ever.
3: (laughs)
1: Well, I'll tell you what, you did 40 minutes of news and uh, try to do the smallest segment on the show, and all the whole wheels fall off.
3: This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network. network.